Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercies. We are grateful, Lord, that we have this great opportunity to be in your presence tonight. We ask, Spirit of God, that you minister to our hearts, speak to us, transform us, change us, give us wisdom, give us knowledge, give us understanding in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and let us sing. God, I look to you. I, I was overwhelmed. Give, give me vision to see things like you see. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. You know just what to do. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me patience. Like you really are looking to him. My hope comes like you are really expecting that he will give you wisdom. Give wisdom. Divine wisdom. Divine wisdom. You know just what divine wisdom. tonight in Jesus name amen. amen hallelujah oh with a clap of rain why don't you take your seats as we receive the word of God 
1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. Tonight we want to continue with a message that we began several weeks ago about fighting the good fight of faith. We want to continue with our message, fighting the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. We've been sharing, or we were sharing for several weeks on this particular topic. Amen. And we want to continue. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Hallelujah. Fight a good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. God is expecting us to fight a kind of fight. Amen. Amen. God is expecting us to fight a kind of fight and he describes this fight as a good fight. Amen. Because you will win. Hallelujah. You will win. Amen. If God is saying fight a good fight, it means that he will back you and you will be victorious. Amen. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Amen. When you fight this good fight, when you are able to finish this good fight, in the end, you will keep your faith. Amen. You will keep your faith. It means that the crown of this fight is faith. The reward of this fight is faith. Hallelujah. The, 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 um, what did the Olympics fight for? The fight, gold medal. That is the ultimate. The gold medal of this fight is faith. When you finish this fight and you are the one that stands on the highest stool, what they are giving you is faith. Amen. Amen. He said, I have fought a good fight and I have finished my course. I have finished my fight. I have come to the end of my fight. And what I have is that I have kept the faith. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. Look at that. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. It is a good fight. Amen. It is a good fight. And because it is a good fight, it means you will win. Hallelujah. Fights that you do not win, they are bad fights. Marital fights, they are bad fights. When you are fighting with your wife or you are fighting with your husband, it's a bad fight. Amen. You will never win. No one will win. Hallelujah. None of you will win. The one who will win is the one that you never want him to win. Neither of you will want him to win. And it's the enemy. Hallelujah. In the end, it's the enemy that will win. And so it may look as though it's a fight between you and your husband. Truly, it's a fight between you and the enemy. And ultimately, what he's fighting for is your faith. Hallelujah. What he's fighting for is your faith. When the enemy came to the Garden of Eden to set confusion between a wife and a husband, his goal was for them to lose faith in God. His goal was for them to not hold that faith they had in God anymore. In the end, ultimately, what he wanted, what his goal was, was that they will not have that faith in God. Amen. And so it may look as if now there's confusion and there is blame, blame work. It is a woman. This woman that you gave me, I was okay until this woman came into my life. I was okay. All the people at my job like me. They flow with me. I don't have any problem with my boss. I don't have problem with my co-workers. It is only you. You are the one that gives me problems. You see? It was not until I married you that I even realized that I can get angry. <laughs> hey, 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 
Amen. You see, and it looks as if that is a fight you are fighting, but ultimately, he wants to cause you to lose your faith in God. Amen. Amen. So we are saying that if there is a fight, it means that there is a victory. So you cannot have a fight where you are just by yourself. You can't fight all by yourself. You will always have to have an opponent. Now your opponent in this fight is Satan. I am announcing to you that your opponent is Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Your opponent is Satan. Hallelujah. Satan is your enemy. Satan is your opponent. You may assume wrong things to be your enemy. You may assume wrong things to be your opponent, such as your boss, your husband, your pastor, your shepherd, your mother-in-law, your, your other church members. You may assume these are your enemies. Amen. You may assume these are your enemies. That a church, you met a church member and he didn't greet you or she didn't greet you. She looked another way. You may think that this is your enemy. And I am leaving the church because of this person. But ultimately, what the enemy wants you to do is to lose your faith. Hallelujah. Keep focusing on your enemy. Amen. Keep focusing on your enemy. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you assume wrong things to be your enemy. And the devil likes that. The devil likes you to assume wrong things to be your enemy. To take the focus off him. Hallelujah. To take the focus off him. And he will make you assume the wrong things to be your enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we need to learn about the enemy. Hallelujah. Because your enemy, he is very, very subtle. Your enemy is very, very subtle. And so we began learning about the enemies of faith. The enemies of faith. And we talk about the first enemy, we said, is the lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. We shared a lot about this. I will encourage you to listen to those messages. Lack of knowledge. When you don't have knowledge, you lose your faith. When you lack knowledge, you perish. When there's no knowledge, the people will perish. When there's no knowledge, the people will perish. When there's no knowledge, the people will perish because the enemy will overcome them. When you have lack of knowledge, he will take your faith. Hallelujah. Is the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear, the more you hear, the more you gain faith. The more you hear, the more knowledge comes to you. And the more faith you gain. Hallelujah. You may not know that. You may not believe that. You may not. See, that is why you are always encouraged to listen to messages. People who listen to messages, they have a lot of faith. I'm telling you. People who listen to messages all the time, they have a lot of faith. Hallelujah. Wonderful. So we shared a lot about that, and I will encourage you to go back, listen to those messages, and read your notes also. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Today, we want to continue with the second enemy. I think I began even talking about that with you. Did I give you the second enemy? It's doubt. Hallelujah. Your second enemy of faith is doubt. Hallelujah. Doubt is the thing that makes you act as if the word of God is not true. It is doubt. Hallelujah. I said doubt is the thing that makes you act as though the word of God is not true. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11 and verse 23. Mark 11 and verse 23. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, you see, it says whosoever. It doesn't matter if you are a man or a woman, if you are blue or green, if you are black or yellow. It doesn't matter if you are white. It says whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whosoever, any person, anyone, anyone. I want you to listen very carefully. Not a pastor, not a prophet. Anyone. It says, whosoever 
Jesus is saying, this is the words of Jesus. He says, truly, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. If you see a mountain and you say, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not what? This is what differentiates people. You see, he says, whosoever, anyone. But what will make one person able to do this is this thing. He says, and shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. 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 Isn't that amazing? He says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. You know, there is, is so much generalized scripture. It's just amazing. So generalized scripture. And it's only one condition that is needed to be fulfilled to carry on. He says, whosoever. And then he says, whatsoever. He says, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24. He says, Wherefore, therefore, I say unto you, What things soever, what things soever you desire, what things soever you desire, when you pray, Believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen. Believe that ye shall, you, and you shall have them. Amen. Believe that you have them, and you shall have them. Amen. 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 Believe that you have them, and you shall have them. No, believe that you shall have them. He says, believe that you have them. Believe that you have them. If you stand to pray, believe that you have them. Amen. If you stand to pray about a job, believe that you are employed. Amen. 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 If you stand to pray about a position, a promotion, believe that you are promoted. I am promoted. Why? Because I have asked. And I believe. So next time that I come, I'm thanking God for this promotion. Amen. Amen. It is faith. Now don't you think that, you see, it says, if you say to this mountain, you see, there are so many mountains that stand in our way. There are so many mountains that stand in our way. Now, if you can say to a mountain that stands in your way, a mountain that is not making you able to go forward. You know, mountains in our lives are the things that stand in our way that prevents us from going the next step. Things that makes us not move forward. And if we can speak to that mountain and say to that mountain, be removed. And we do not doubt it. Now, if the enemy will place mountains in front of you and it can create doubt, don't you think he will do that? So your enemy who is fighting you to make you lose your faith, he will make more mountains and then you will not have faith because you will doubt that if I say to this mountain, be moved, and it will move. It will move. Amen. Amen. And shall not doubt it. Hallelujah. And shall not doubt it. It is faith that activates the power of God. Amen. It is faith that activates the power of God. He says, if only you will not doubt, that is the only condition that needs to be met, that you will not doubt in your heart. Amen. But you will say to a mountain, be removed, and it will remove. It will be removed from your sight. It will be removed from your path. And then you will move forward. Oh. All you need is that you have faith to believe that what you are saying, it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why it is not surprising that the enemy will attack you by bringing doubt to you. Hallelujah. The power of God, it can move mountains. 
I said the power of God can move mountains. At the same time, it can be rendered powerless by doubt. It it has the ability to remove mountains and be cast into the outer ocean or the seas. At the same time, it has power. It, 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 It can be rendered powerless by the doubt that you have. Even as you are saying, you know, there are certain prayers. When we are praying, we know that this prayer, we are just praying it. We don't believe it. We are just praying it. We don't believe it. Because we have to pray. So we are praying. That is all. We have to say something. We have to come online. We have to check. So we are come online. Sometimes we even put the phone down and we wait until we are checking who came to pray with us. We are taking the roll call. That is when we come on. It means that we have doubt that even the topics that we are introducing, we, we, we can pray and it will come to pass. And it kills the power of God. Hallelujah. It kills the power of God. Definition of doubt, it says to be uncertain about something. To be uncertain about something. Or to consider, to consider questionable or unlikely. You look at the situation and it is unlikely. This is unlikely. How can I say to a mountain be removed? These are the words of God. So you say it's unlikely. Irene, isn't that so? It's unlikely. Because you have seen mountains. You have seen mountains. You have seen issues. You have heard about issues. You have heard about difficulties. And it's unlikely. So the scripture says, we do not walk by sight. We don't walk by what we have seen. We do not ask about these things because of what we have seen. We don't ask because of the nature of the mountain, that how we can picture it. But what we do walk with is our faith. Amen. It's our faith. It's our faith. We do not look at the nature of the mountain, but our faith. It is our look our perception, our senses, what our senses perceive. These are the things that bring doubt into us. Amen. Amen. Doubt. Consider questionable or unlikely or hesitate to believe. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17 and verse 14. Matthew chapter 17. And verse 14, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, they came to him. There came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, This is Jesus with his disciples. And there's this multitude that came to him, or they came to the multitude. And the Bible says, A certain man, it says, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Do you know who's a lunatic? (laughs) Lunatic is a mad person. Hallelujah. Lunatic is a mad person. Amen. He says, for he is a lunatic. I mean, for a father to describe your son (laughs) like that, it means that... The guy is mad crazy. (laughs) He's mad crazy. You know, the kind that can take off their clothes and all kinds of things. Do you understand? That is, he says, for he's a lunatic and so vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. Now, do you see what is happening? No person under his own senses and his own mind would do a thing like that. He says, Lord, have the next verse. He says, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. I brought, these are the same people that Jesus said, if you can say to a mountain, be thou removed, it will be removed. He says, I brought him to your disciples. The people who have followed you all this while since you began the ministry. I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. <laughs> Maybe they, the, the guy tried to beat them. <laughs> then Jesus answered and said, listen, Jesus answered and said, 
Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Oh, faithless. I want you to pay attention, Alan. It says, oh, faithless. People who have been rendered faithless. People who have been left without faith. And we will see how they came to that stage. Why did they become faithless? He says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. The child was cured. Jesus rebuked the devil. He knew who was doing this. Do you understand? He knew who was doing this. And he rebuked the devil. And immediately the devil left him. There is someone who knows to rebuke the devil. And has no doubt in his head that as he's rebuking the devil, the devil will leave. And Jesus is expecting that that power is in you. He's expecting you to be able to do the same thing. But he said, oh, faithless generation. Faithless generation. People without faith. It is the faith that you are, with that faith that you are able to rebuke the devil and he will respond. But how did they become faithless? So they wanted to know also. So then the disciples, then came the disciples to Jesus apart, secretly. They were embarrassed a little bit, you know. They didn't even want the answer before all the people. So they came to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? Why? Because, you see, they were expecting that the devil will leave. That means, you see, if they are asking this question, that means that they are surprised. They are surprised that they could not cast him out. So they came and said, why could we not cast him out? Then listen to what Jesus said. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, because of your unbelief, because of your doubt, because of your unbelief, it has rendered you faithless. What is needed to cast the devil out, the weapon that casts the devil out is faith. Now, the enemy can take that faith away from you when he brings doubt in you. Hallelujah. When he brings doubt in you. And situations, mountains that stand in our life, that stand around us, it can bring doubt even to the things that we say. Amen. So he says, For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, as a grain of mustard seed, he says, ye shall say unto this mountain, this mountain, this mountain, this mountain, this mountain of a lunatic, this mountain of poverty, this mountain of marital problem. This mountain of a stubborn wife. This mountain of a stubborn child. This mountain of a stubborn husband. You can say to this mountain, be thou removed. It says, remove hence to yonder place. And it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. 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 The only condition is your faith. 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 Beloved, faith, faith, faith. Pray for faith. Pray for faith. He says, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Hallelujah. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. If only you will have faith. If only you will have faith. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. Amen. Happy this kind goeth out, out, but by prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, with a story about the woman with the issue of blood. Do you remember that story? The woman who had bled for 12 years. The Bible says that there was a large crowd following Jesus. There was a large crowd following Jesus. And the people thronged him. If you read from the NIV in Luke chapter 8, I believe verse 
41, 42. Luke chapter 8, verse 42. 41, 42. Let's see. It's NIV. Luke chapter 8. It says, for he had, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying as Jesus was on his way, the crowd almost crushed him. Do you understand? It says the crowd almost crushed him. The crowd was all around him. Hallelujah. Amen. It says the crowd crushed him. They were all about him. Now you realize that this was Jesus right there. With all the power in him. And the crowd came around him. And they crushed him. That means that they thronged, they were all over him. Hallelujah. And even it was bringing frustration among the disciples. Amen. That at some point, Jesus was a little, Jesus asked a question and they were a little irritated. He said, you see all these people come. You see all these people around you. And you ask that somebody touched you. The crowd was so much and everyone was, and this is Jesus, the son of God. With all the power, and he was in their midst. People came with their issues, a lot of problems. They were following Jesus because they knew that he could cast out demons. Do you understand? And so there was a lot of people. Anytime Jesus was around, the Bible said there were a lot of impotent for sick people. A lot of people would come around him. Amen. You see, not that Jesus did not have power. He was still the same Jesus. He was still Jesus with the power. Hallelujah. But the crowd was around him. And you see, I realized that a lot, of, a lot of times, many people come, they come to the Lord seeking something from the Lord. They come seeking something from the Lord. They come with issues. People come with sicknesses. People come with various diseases. People come with all kinds of things, seeking the Lord, seeking that there will be answers. Just like this crowd. But they don't seem to have what is needed to trigger the power of God. They come with the issues, but they don't see. You see, you see Jesus was there with the power, working power. And the crowd Trashed all around him, crushing him. But nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. People will push and they will touch him, and then the disciples will push them away. They will touch him really. But nothing was happening. The same Jesus. Nothing was happening. Hallelujah. A lot of times, what makes us doubt the power of God is usually when we have. A way out. When we seem to have a way out. Do you understand? That is how we doubt the power of God. When we seem to have a way out. When we seem to be able to maneuver on our own. Hallelujah. Then we have doubt. Then even we are coming to God, but we still have some doubt. Because we know there's another way that we can also maneuver. There's a plan B. Hallelujah. Sometimes you say, oh, the doctors are waiting for one more test. They are waiting for one more test. You see, you are believing God, but you see, you see, the doctors are waiting for one. And you are even leaning more on the test result than what the Lord can do. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You are leaning on the test result. Say, oh, we need to do one more test. And I think we can find a solution. And you are waiting for that. Waiting for that. Even your prayer is that that test result will come. Amen. Amen. See, when we have options, when we have options, we see, when you are praying for, when you, when you have lack of money, when you have lack of money, and sometimes you see you are praying for some money, but you see you have these savings that you don't want to touch. You have this money that you don't want to touch. So you are believing God that for this particular thing, I'm believing God will bring this money so I will use it for this, so that I will not touch this savings. But you know that plan B, if nothing happens, in case God doesn't answer, and then I will, serve, I will go. But I tell you, when there is no such savings, when, there, when you look to the left and there's nothing, and you look to the right and there's nothing, your hope 
it only comes from Jehovah. Your hope and your mountains, you are looking up only to Jehovah and you are not looking anywhere else. Hallelujah. But when there is a way out, we have doubt. Hallelujah. But there was a woman. As the crowd was around Jesus, the Bible says there was a woman. And the Bible says she had suffered the hands of many physicians. Hallelujah. If you read Mark chapter 5 and verse 25, that same story, the Bible says she had suffered in the NIV. Look at the NIV, Mark chapter 5, 25. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Do you see? 12 years and verse 26. It says, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. You see, you come to a stage like this where you now have lost all hope in doctors. There is no hope in doctors. You have gone through the hematologist. You have gone through the gynecologist. You have gone, she's bleeding. She has gone through everyone, every kind of doctor who deals with bleeding issues. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? She has gone through them. And she has come to a stage where now she's broke. She has no money. And she's getting worse. Going to death. You don't have money. You have gone through all the doctors and you are getting worse. You are dying. Beloved, when you come to that stage, when you know that you turn to the left, there is no one. And you turn to the right and there's no one. And you turn to your back and there's no one. You look forward, there's no one. The only one that you can look up to is Jehovah. So she has gone through many doctors. Many doctors. And she was not buried. That means that, you see, and she, uh, now she has run out of, that means she had money. She could see the best of doctors. She could see specialists. She could travel to see a good doctor who is known and popular. But that one even could not help him. And she realized that there is no one else. When you come to that stage, then you build that thing that is able to trigger the power of God. When you look to the left and there's no answer, when you look to the right, when you have no way out, some other thing comes in you. That ability to trigger the power of God. So the Bible says, as the crowd was around Jesus, when they were all dragging and thrashing around him, this woman maneuvered with a bleeding issue. Amongst the people of the Jews, a bleeding woman would be a contaminated person. You can't touch people. But because she had no way out, she said, I don't care who I will touch. I don't care who I will contaminate. I don't care what man I will come across. But she maneuvered and maneuvered and maneuvered. And with that thing, she was able to touch the hem of the garment. Not to touch him, not to track him, not to move him, but the hem of the garment. And as she did that, something happened. Something happened. Something happened. That thing that triggers the power of God is, is faith. It is faith. Hallelujah. It is faith. And the Bible says that that procession, as they were going, with all the crowd going, yelling, talking, hey, move here, everything that he says, the crowd they came to a standstill. Jesus turned and said, Who touched me? He said, Who touched me? He said, The, 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 the disciples were wondering, he said, What is wrong with this man? You know, we have been coming, so many people touching you, moving you here and there, moving, touching you. He says, who touched me? There is one amongst you here who has touched me with a special touch. There is one amongst you here who has touched me in a way that is unusual. There is another person here who touched me in a way. He says, the virtue has gone out of me. Something has gone out of me. There is a touch that has Trigger something out of me. Beloved, I am looking for a day that we will come for a prayer meeting. That we will have that thing, that thing, that touch, that triggers the power of God. That thing that triggers the power of God. That draws the power of God. 
as we lift our hands to pray. I'm looking for a day that as we are worshiping, we will build that thing. We will build that thing. That thing that triggers the power of God. That thing. It is that which brings a halt. It is that which silences the crowd. It is that, you see, and sometimes once in a while it will happen. As we are worshiping, you see, there will be one person, there will be one person who will have that trigger, that will trigger the power of God, and then everyone will start sensing, it will start for everyone, and we will start sensing the power of God. I'm telling you. It's that one person, that one person, it will stop the procession. That one person, it halts the movement. says, who touched me? Somebody touched me. An unusual touch. There has been an unusual touch. Somebody touched me. Somebody touched me in an unusual way. There is a special touch. Somebody has touched me. He says, who, what do you mean who touched you? He said, I'm not talking about an ordinary touch. I am talking about a touch that triggers. A virtue, virtue has gone out of me by this touch. Virtue has gone out of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, virtue has gone out of me. The Bible says, for she said in her heart, for she said in her heart. I said, he said, if there will be no doubt in your heart, if you will say this and there will be no doubt, there will be no doubt in your heart. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 and uh, Ma- Matthew chapter 5, 9 and verse 21, it says, she said in her heart, she said in her heart. Can you give me that scripture, please? Matthew 9 and 21. He said, for she said within herself, the King James says, she said in her heart, or the NIV, she said in her heart, if I may but touch his garment, I know, I know, I shall be whole. She had no doubt. There was no room for a doubt because she has gone through all the doctors in town. There is no money and she's getting worse. There was no room for a doubt. She, can't, she could not afford to doubt. There was no room. And so she came with a special touch. Hallelujah. Amen. There was no room. Amen. There was no room. So the Bible says, and immediately, that 12-year-old bleeding, non-stop bleeding, immediately, immediately, with that touch, with that touch, immediately, stopped. Hallelujah. And Jesus asked, who touched me? This was a different touch. A different kind of touch. Say, somebody touched me. Somebody touched me. Hallelujah. Somebody touched me. It is your faith. It is your faith. Somebody touched me. So, verse 48 of Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and verse 48. He says, then he said to her, daughter, 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 your faith has healed you. I am a working power. I have that power in me. There are many that are around me. There are many sick ones, people with needs. There's so many of them. They are all touching me, but nothing is happening to them. But daughter, your faith is what has healed you. Your faith is what has healed you. Your faith is what has healed you. That you did not have doubt and you were able to touch me with that faith. It is what has healed you. I did not do anything. Your money could not save you. Doctors could not heal you. Doctors could not do anything for you. It is your faith that has healed you. Say, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Hallelujah. It is your faith that will heal you. It is your faith that will bring Jesus to a stop. It is your faith that will trigger that virtue. It is your faith that will trigger that power out of him. The Bible says that your faith is your victory. 1 John 5 verse 4, it says, Your faith is your victory. Your faith is your end to misery. Your faith is the end to your poverty. Your faith is the end to your difficulty. The crying at night, it is your faith. The misery at night, it's your faith. He says, your faith, if you can have faith the size of a mustard seed, 
as small as this, you can say to every mountain that stands before you, be thou be removed, and it shall be removed. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up, and let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. Your faith. Your faith. It's your faith. Your faith. And shall not doubt it. And shall not doubt in his heart. Whosoever. And shall not doubt in his heart. That whatsoever. Whosoever. And shall not doubt in his heart. But whatsoever. Whosoever. And shall not doubt in his heart. Then whatsoever, whosoever, and shall not doubt in his heart, then whatsoever, it doesn't matter who you are, he says whosoever, and whatsoever, what stands between, and shall not doubt in his heart, he says whosoever, and shall not doubt in his heart, then whatsoever, 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 he say it, whatsoever, he say it, whatsoever, 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 he says, whatsoever, he says, with you, everything is possible, everything is possible, there is nothing that is impossible, it is your faith, 12 year old bleeding, 12 year old yes, ancestral yes, 12 year old misery, it's been 12 years already, 12 months already, how my shandeli, 12 year old historical problem. Beloved, it says your faith is your faith. 12 year old disease. 12 year old illness. It's your faith. Weak may strong. The Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of Lords. Christ alone. Christ alone, come down strong, weak may strong, in the Savior's love, through the storm, yes. he is yes. Lord, Lord yes. of Lords, Christ alone, Christ alone, he's a walking power, there is walking power, he said my daughter, it is your faith, it is your faith. He is Lord, Lord of Lords. Say Christ alone, Christ alone. Come the stone, weak may strong. In the Savior's love, through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of Lords. Christ alone, Christ alone. In the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of Lords. Through the storm, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of Lords. Every mountain, through the storm, He is Lord. Lord of Lords. Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for showing us, oh God, the way to trigger the power. We thank you, Lord, for showing us, oh God, the way to bring down your glory. The way to get your attention. The way to stop you in your tracks. The way to make you turn. We are thankful tonight, oh Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for showing us the way. Father, we say, heal us from our unbelief. Heal us from this doubt. Lord, give us the victory. We say, our faith is our victory. Our faith is our victory. Increase our faith. Heal our unbelief. Take the doubt from our hearts. We are thankful and grateful tonight. Oh, Jesus. Twelve-year-old issues. Ancestral cases. Lord, tonight we say we bring them to a halt. Because we come to you with a brand new faith. 
with that kind of faith that triggers the anointing, that kind of faith that triggers healing, that kind of faith that triggers solution, that kind of faith that liberates us, that takes us out of prisons, the kind of faith that takes us out of poverty, that takes us out of our marital issues, that kind of faith that takes us out of impossible situations. We are thankful and grateful tonight in the name of Jesus. And all the saints join me and say a big amen. Amen. Before we sit down with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are here tonight. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. If that is you. You are here. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. You want to receive salvation. You say, I want to be born again. If that is you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? I'll always give you that opportunity. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Why don't you all join me and say this after me? Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. I have sinned. I have sinned. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Please forgive me of my sins. I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my life. Tonight, tonight, I declare, I declare that you are my Lord. That you are my Lord. You are my master. You are my master. You are my savior. You are my savior. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Please write my name name in the book of life. life. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus, for saving me me. in Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? If you are listening on the podcast and you said this prayer in faith, I want to tell you that you are a brand new man or a woman. The Lord Jesus has come into your life. God bless all of you. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.